All right, everybody, we're going to talk about unmet goals today. So take your seats. I'm talking to you. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six of the Change Academy podcast. This podcast is for anyone who is working on making changes in their lives, whatever it is that you are looking to improve for the better changes that you'd like to make. We're here to help you make those changes. And not only that, but help you to make those changes last. I'm Monica Reinagle. I'm here with my co-host, Brock Armstrong. Hey, everybody. And uh, we are coaches in various fields of expertise. I'm a nutritionist. Brock is a movement coach. And a cognitive behavior therapy practitioner. But in this podcast, as I say, we focus on the science of behavior change. And this is something that we work on together in a coaching program that we created several years ago called the Way Less Program, where we help people create sustainable change in the area of sustainable weight loss. And sustainable is definitely the key word there. Anybody can lose weight. We we change your life. <laughs> <laughs> now, last time in the last episode, we talked about the importance of creating a plan and how to actually arrive at that plan. And of course, stick to that plan because that's the important part. And in this episode, we are deviating a little bit. The creating a plan was actually number four in our list of eight things that we think are integral to creating sustainable change in your life. But we're going to take a little little break from that eight, and we're going to focus on something different today and give you a little something else to think about, because, well, you may be at this point in our, in our list of eight, and you're just thinking, well, why can't I just live my life already? Like, I have some goals. I haven't met all of them, but is that really so bad? Well, we're here to uh, tell you that maybe it is. Well, before we get into that, Brock, I know we always like to take a little bit of time at the beginning of every podcast to share what we are working on in our own lives, because of course, we are also in the process of becoming better versions of ourselves and, always, and applying what we, what we learn and what we teach. So what are you working on these days, Brock? Well, because we're all in lockdown, and, and this is a little background here, because we're still in the the COVID-19 self-quarantine, self-isolation period here in, in Vancouver anyway, my neighbors downstairs, I think are getting a little tired of their younger folks. And I think they're getting a little tired of not being able to go out on the weekends and, uh, and do their normal routine, which may be a little bit of partying, a little bit of dancing and maybe some woohooing and stuff. And they're doing a lot of that downstairs below me at <laughs> 11 or 12 or 1 a.m. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a pretty good sleeper. I'm, I'm not bad. I'm a lot better than I than I used to be at sleeping. But I still have, I'm a, I'm a light sleeper, I guess. Although, having said that, I can fall asleep in front of the TV like nobody's business. <laughs> it doesn't matter what is on. There could be a hockey game blaring at me and I can fall asleep on the couch in front of the TV. So clearly not that light of a sleeper when the noise that I've chosen is something that I've actually chosen and I understand what it is and I'm anticipating it. But the thing about having people woohooing in the basement is it's really easy to react emotionally. 
to that and assume the worst of people and just start thinking, well, what the heck is wrong with these people? Why can't they just go to bed? And why are they doing this to me? And that's the key is that thought of why are they doing this to me? And that can get you wound up in all kinds of emotions or it gets me wound up in all kinds of emotions that make it pretty much impossible to fall back asleep. So what I'm working on is disassociating myself from that emotion and realizing that they're just living their lives. They're just having a good time. They're not out to get me. They're not out to ruin my sleep. And you know what? If I can fall asleep in front of a noisy hockey game or a noisy TV show or whatever, I could probably sleep through the little bit of sound that's sneaking through our floor into my ears. And I have your plugs in, so it's even quieter, but it's just that emotion reaction that I'm, I'm working on. Oh, I can so identify with that. In that case, the, the noise that would be going on in my head <laughs> uh, would be far louder than any noise that was coming from the neighbors. Exactly. Well, it's interesting because um, my little report this week is actually a little bit of a success report, but it also has to do with sleep. And that is, uh, I have taken advantage of said lockdown to do something that I've always known would be beneficial, but never quite managed to do. And that is I have gotten super consistent about my sleep schedule. You know, you're supposed Mm. to go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. And I actually have now managed to do that virtually every day for the last 45 to 60 days. I have Mm. gone to bed between about 10 and 10.15. And as a result, I now wake up without an alarm clock every morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 6.30 a.m., which is kind of my Mm. favorite time to wake up because I like those early morning hours. So I actually have um, achieved something that was a goal for me, uh, and that is to be more consistent with my sleep. I feel like I'm getting a lot of benefits from that, and it's been kind of a silver lining to the fact that we are not going out um, in the evenings or on the weekends or, you know, to parties or, or whatever things that might disrupt that sleep schedule. So I guess my next question is once this ends and we do start to resume something more like normal socialization and, and outside activities, how I'm going to hang on to this because I really am enjoying the benefits of it. We'll have to check in with you in, uh, in an, uh, well, I guess maybe not a few weeks, in a few months and see how it's <laughs> how it's lasting. But that's awesome. It's funny that we're both sort of focused on sleep stuff over the last little while. But yeah, I like it. But this podcast is not about sleep. Not this episode anyway. And not about noisy neighbors. Um, nope. But this episode, I wanted to talk about the hidden cost of having an unmet goal. Hmm. So when you identify something that you want to change, it can be really anything like your sleep schedule or um, your fitness level or even something around the house that you want to fix or repair. You identify something that you want to change, but then you don't take any action on that. You don't make any progress towards it. And when that happens, I believe that you start to pay a sort of psychic tax on that because- Mm -hmm not only do you still have this unmet goal or desire, and it could be something small or something really big, but there's a certain amount of discomfort with having identified, oh, I'd like that to be different. And that continues. But now you have the added discomfort of realizing that you're not making any progress. You're just thinking this thing over and over and over again, oh, I'd like this to be different, but you're not converting intention into action. Can you relate, Brock? I can. The first thing that popped into my head was a leaky toilet 
that has been <laughs> doing the same thing for probably six months. And I keep thinking, okay, I'll have time to fix it soon. But I never do. And every single time that I hear it doing its leaky thing and I have to come downstairs and I do this little jiggle thing to make it stop, mm-hmm. stop leaking, I just, it, yeah, it's definitely breaking my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe a better way to talk about it instead of calling it a tax, maybe an even better analogy would be it's a sort of loan. It's kind of like mm. a home improvement loan. Let's say you take out a bunch of money from the bank and your idea is that you're going to use that money to improve your house, but then you don't do anything. You don't use the money. You don't buy any materials. You don't hire any contractors. You just take that loan and you put it in your checking account and it sits there. So Mm. the improvements that you want to make around the house are not being made. Meanwhile, you're paying interest on that loan to the bank, but you're not getting any benefit from that money, that potential energy. And the longer you don't take action on whatever that project is, the more you're paying in interest for no good reason. And I think that the the desire to make a change is a little bit like taking out a loan. You've got some potential energy there that you could use to, to change. And if you don't actually spend that on taking action and making progress, you start to pay that interest on that capital. And the longer that goes on, the more expensive that, the more interest you have paid, and you're still no closer to achieving whatever it is that you wanted to change the bank of your brain is (laughs) they have a high interest rate too. those bastards so and you know you're not kidding and you know i have an example that's very much like your your leaky toilet and it's the caulk in my bathroom tub it really needs Mm. to be replaced it doesn't look great and every time i get into the shower i think ugh, that looks awful i really need to replace that really need to recalk this bathtub And maybe I even have a momentary little fantasy of how awesome it would look with brand new sparkling white caulk all the way around the tub. But I don't like to caulk. It's not a fun activity. I'm not very good at it. And so day after day, week after week, the tub is not getting caulked. And so every single day that I get in the shower, I still have to have that unpleasant thought of, ugh, that looks terrible. I need to replace that caulk. But now I have the interest that I'm paying of -hmm. thinking like, and that is the 60th time I have had that thought. (laughs) I even went out and bought some caulk. It's down in the basement. And (laughs) more... (laughs) It's taunting you from the basement. More potential energy that I'm paying interest on, you know. But I think that this can be an analogy for what happens when we have other kinds of goals, not just home improvement projects, but something that we want to accomplish or achieve for ourselves in our lives or in our minds or or in our bodies that we've identified as something that we w- that we want to have that we don't currently have and then we just don't take action. And I think the first step is just to acknowledge that this energy and the time that we put into thinking about the fact that we still have this goal and we still don't like the current thing and we still wish it were different we could be spending that energy and time on actually taking steps to solve the problem or to make progress toward that goal. You know, it's interesting. I actually found a book called Ruminative Thoughts from 1996, and it's a collection of short papers. And one of the papers was called When Do Unconscious Goals Cloud Our Minds? Mm. And the the author of that actually, do you, you probably don't remember, neither of us will remember it, but we'll know 
There was a radio serial um, called The Shadow in the 1940s. Only The Shadow knows, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. And um, the, the author actually compared the feeling of having these unmet goals as being the way that the shadow would sort of sneak up and whisper mm. things at you all the time and actually would sort of nag at your um, at your conscience. So the the bad guys weren't necessarily getting thwarted by it, but they were getting uh, getting nagged. Getting worn down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their minds were getting clouded by the shadow's voice. And it's uh, it's an interesting way to look at that. But I wanted to go back to actually what you said is so important about the energy that we're spending actually thinking about the unmet goal or feeling worn down by it or feeling defeated by it could be channeled into actually taking steps. And I actually remember we had a, a live webinar a while ago. You and I were doing a, a live webinar for the Wayless program. And one of the people said, they were concerned that there was going to be too much time. They were going to have to devote too much time to the program if they signed up for it. And we responded, well, instead of thinking about how much time you'd have to put into the program in order to solve this problem, let's look at it in terms of how much time are you actually spending right now thinking about solving that problem rather than actually taking the steps and doing mm -hmm. the program and making making progress towards that. And it really, it actually is a, a zero sum in the end because you are spending so much time generally thinking about that unmet goal that putting that energy into solving the goal kind of kind of just balances itself out a lot of the time. No, yeah, I, I'm, I think it's less than a zero sum game <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're spending all that energy thinking but not doing, but also paying that tax, paying that interest. Because here's the thing. Not taking action, not moving towards your goals is not a way to save energy because the truth is it is exhausting. It is emotionally and psychically exhausting to carry around with you a goal or, or something that you want that you never get any closer to. It drains you. And there's another unintended consequence sometimes of just having a, a identified a goal, a change that we want to make and not moving toward it. And that is what we defer because we still have that unmet goal in front of it. It's almost like we have them queued up. Oh. And sometimes we'll put on hold things that we want to get to because we feel like, oh, but I have to solve this other problem that I'm not solving first. So for me, you know, maybe the uh, the equivalent would be like, I really need to, um, you know, wash the walls here in this bathroom, but I should probably wait until I caulk first. <laughs> <laughs> But too often we put other goals on hold. You know, maybe if your goal, for example, were to lose some weight, well, maybe you'd also love to update your wardrobe or mm. look for a new job or or there's a bucket list vacation that you'd want to take, but you don't take action on any of those dreams because somehow it seems like all of those things would make more sense and would be more possible and would be more fun if you had already solved this other problem. Oh, that's interesting. But you're just so exhausted and demoralized by that unsolved problem that, you know, nothing, we don't make progress on any on any front at all. So that's another, you know, just sort of collateral damage on top of the interest, on top of the psychic tax you're paying for dragging that unmet goal around with you. There's all the other goals that you are deferring while your brain waits for you to make progress on this first one. Okay, so at this point you're you're not only making you're not making progress on your goal, but you're also 
wasting a whole bunch of energy and paying a whole bunch of interest on on that loan that you've taken out, psychic loan that you've taken out, and you're also putting off some of your other, I guess they're not necessarily goals, but just actions and mm-hmm. and things that you would otherwise be doing. But what if that goal actually isn't that important to you? Like maybe maybe we're spending some time focusing on a goal that isn't really that important. I think that's an excellent question to ask because one of the things I think you might have to consider if you find yourself not taking action, not taking action, maybe maybe that goal actually isn't worth holding on to. Maybe it would actually the best way to move forward would be to let go of that goal. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, those types of goals, you haven't done some of the stuff that we've talked about in the previous episodes of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to the first few episodes, make sure you go back and and listen to those because they do sort of follow in order. But I think often the kinds of goals that sit unmet or sit unachieved are ones that were set for us by somebody else. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time we get told that we should, and there's the the key word there, we feel like we should, or somebody said, you know, you really should do this, or you should whatever. And so that becomes something that's like, well, I'm, I feel shame because it's something that I've been told I should care about and I should be working towards, but I don't actually care enough to take action or put a plan in place or move towards that goal. So I think at that point, we've got to figure out a way to actually shake that off and stop paying interest on that on that goal. Yeah, return the money to the bank if you're not going <laughs> to spend it. I, I think that's true. And, you know, sometimes this can be a really important moment of truth telling that we can engage in to give ourselves almost an ultimatum because Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes we want to have it both ways. You know, we want to have the comfort of not changing the, the comfort of not failing, (laughs) um, you know, and, and avoiding the discomfort that, that goes with making a change, but we still want to get credit for having it as a goal. And so we're kind of frozen in this limbo state where we've got the goal, but we're not taking steps towards it. And, and maybe it's time to set ourselves a little bit of an ultimatum and say like, okay, if you're not actually going to work on achieving that goal and take some concrete steps, then it's time to stop saying that this is important to you. And if that's really hard for you to do, if it's really hard for you to consciously, maybe even out loud or to someone you love saying, you know what, I'm taking this off my goal list. It's clearly not important enough for me to do something about. So I'm going to stop acting as if it is. If that is something that you cannot get right with, then maybe you need to get right with the discomfort of taking action. You know, it's unfortunate that I think marketing really plays on what you were just talking about there, where that dichotomy of I I think I should be doing this goal, but I don't want to give up the things that that I would have to give up to achieve that goal. And this is the classic weight loss um, fitness coach scenario. Maybe that's because where I'm coming from, all the people who see these advertisements for, you can lose weight doing this workout without changing your diet at all, without giving up the foods you love. And that's never actually the case, but that is exactly the kind of thing that we're hoping for with those unmet goals sometimes is we're just waiting for that thing to come along that will solve the problem for us without us actually having to take responsibility really for for making the changes and and taking the actions to 
eventually meet that goal. Right. It's a it's a classic marketing technique, and unfortunately, I think we we buy into it more often than we should. Absolutely. So you know, it's a it's a way that you can explore really what your true goals and values and objectives are if you take away that possibility of being in limbo, holding on to the status quo as tight as you can with one hand and holding on to this unmet goal as tight as you can with the other hand and staying exactly, you know, in place, but of course paying interest. So, uh, so this can be a way to, to get some clarity and maybe even propel you forward once you see it that way. Once you see that not taking action is not just a neutral step, <laughs> um, you know, maybe that can be enough to to kick you out the door. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. So you're using the the interest that you're paying on this loan. We're going to beat that metaphor to death in this <laughs> episode, but you let's keep it going. So you're, you use that the interest that you're paying, that psychic interest you're paying on the loan as the as the sort of launching point, as the thing that launches you into into action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just summarize the takeaways. This was a really kind of heady episode, but I think this is such an important thing. And I hope that people will spend a little time thinking about this and how this might apply. But let's give them some some takeaways. Yeah. So I think what we've what we talked about so far, what we covered here was that unmet goals well, they get they just get heavier and heavier and heavier the longer that you carry them around. They sure do. And an unmet goal can actually be a barrier or be used as a as an excuse, as we talked about, to actually achieve some of your other goals or even just achieve some fun things in life. Like you don't necessarily have to have buying a new wardrobe as a as a goal, but there's nothing wrong with buying a new wardrobe or at least buying some new pants. I know I could buy some new pants. <laughs> Are you still wearing pants? I don't know. It just <laughs> seems optional these days. <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> Who would know? <laughs> right, right. And I think the the third thing that we that we talked about was that sometimes it's actually wiser to let a goal just slip away, let it go, than it is to continue to pay that interest and and you know what? That really does take some some self love and and sometimes letting go of that goal because it's not as important to us as perhaps we once thought takes self compassion because we need to be able to to forgive ourselves and and allow ourselves to let this go. And there actually was a, a study done a number of years ago that. Uh, was on can self-compassion help people regulate unattained goals and emotional reactions towards setbacks as one of those classic <laughs> yeah. study what titles did, that but means what did it nothing. Say? <laughs> yeah, but what they found was that because self-compassion entails taking a balanced perspective of one's suffering, like we were talking about, a suffering or paying that interest, and maintaining the emotional stability, the study actually predicted that individuals who had high, who were high in self-compassion, were actually more likely to disengage from some unattained goals than uh, than mm. the alternative. And and I think that really is key in so many ways when it comes to, to habit change and lifestyle and stuff is that self-compassion and not beating yourself up because it's really easy to be like, well, I didn't achieve this goal because I'm such a lazy person or I didn't, why haven't I fixed the toilet yet? I'm so <laughs> lazy and I'm I'm just not smart enough to figure it out or whatever. And it gets into that, 
well, really beating yourself up. If you can be compassionate with yourself and you know what, and say like, you know what, I don't actually know how to fix the toilet. <laughs> it's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm dumb. It's because I don't actually know what's wrong with it. I'm not a plumber. I'm not a plumber. And there are people who get paid very well to do this kind of job. So it's okay for me to let this go and actually find a different way to solve that problem rather than just carrying it around for the rest of my life. And you know, if, if you let go of a goal, it, it may actually and, and free up that psychic energy. It, there may come a time in the future when you return to that goal, but with more clarity, with more motivation, you know, with a better mm. reason to to go after it. So, so maybe not to get too after school special, but maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, sometimes letting a goal go is the first step towards maybe sometime in the future being able to re-engage with that goal in a more productive way. And we see that all the time in the Weight Loss program, don't we? Where that is a true, lesson yeah. comes along earlier in the program and it just doesn't click. But then six months later, it's like, boom, that one just falls into place and it really makes sense and it's easier to apply and and people just run with it where they don't necessarily, they're not there yet. They're not cognitively ready for it. They're not, they haven't set up their life in quite the right way. So I think that's a, that's a really great point. All right. I want to give everybody their lab assignment for this week, but uh, oh, yeah. before I do that, just a little program note, we have been talking about the Wayless program just as it's come up in conversation. And if, if that's something that you'd actually like to learn more about, we should tell you where to find out. And, oh, yeah. and it's pretty easy to do that. You just go to wayless.life. That's the website for that program. So if we've aroused your curiosity or you want to get in touch with us about that, that's where to go for that. But now back to the Change Academy and this week's right. lab assignment. I would love for everyone listening, and I'm going to do this too, and maybe you'll do it too, Brock to think about a goal or an ambition or something that you would like to change about your life, however big or small, but something that you've been carrying around on that to do or to, to achieve list for a while. And spend some time to think a little bit compassionately about how much emotional capital you're spending on having that unmet goal on rehearsing that thing that is still not changed and that you still want to change and how long it's been that you've been wanting that. Also, give a little thought to anything that you might be consciously or unconsciously even putting off because of this unmet goal, something that's behind it in the queue that is remaining, you know, ever distant because you're also not making progress on this other thing. So think a little bit about whether that applies for you. And then I would love for you to plant your flag, decide right now to either officially cut that goal loose for now, or to take concrete action, no matter how small, one concrete step toward that goal this week. And if you need some ideas on how to do that, you might want to back up and listen to uh, the last episode, episode number five on planning, or even to really do it right, back up even a little bit further <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and listen to uh, episodes two and three and four as well for some of the, um, the preliminary steps that go into making a great plan. So I, I'm really excited about this week's lab assignment and, uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing from folks on what they decide and how they put that decision into action. Yeah, I think my um, my goal is a little little silly. I'm sure people out there have have things that are much more impactful than just a, a drippy toilet. But 
I'd love to hear all about it. But I actually think I'm going to do both of those things. I'm going to cut loose the burden of the leaky toilet by taking concrete action and actually... Hiring a plumber. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe can't get a plumber to come to the house, but at least I can get a consultation where they can tell me which part needs to be replaced. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually... I realized that that you and I did this together, Brock, within the last couple of months, we had had as a goal to launch the Change Academy podcast for quite some time. And, you know, we had been talking about it and dreaming about it. And, you know, we have other jobs and we're pretty busy. <laughs> and uh, the, the tax was getting a little high. And um, not that long ago, Brock came to one of our team meetings and said, okay, we need to <laughs> take action and get this done. We need to stop you know, moving this from quarter to quarter on our, (laughs) on our list of things that we'd like to accomplish this quarter, we just kept moving that rolling it forward. And um, so actually, Brock, I'm indebted to you for, for forcing us to take concrete action or encouraging us to take concrete action, because now here we are in episode six, and I'm I couldn't be happier. Yeah. And I think a big and not to I know, we're trying to wrap up, but something that just came into my head that was a key decision in actually getting this podcast moving instead of I think it was about three years we'd been talking about doing it. So it's not just a few months here, folks, we're talking years, we've been talking about doing this podcast, or a variation of it was actually removing the barriers, like just going, okay, well, what exactly is getting in the way of us doing this tomorrow? Like, why, why can't we just start this tomorrow or next week? What are we what's getting in the way here? And we just started systematically removing some of the well, it has to be like this. Well, no, it doesn't. We can we can do it a different way. And Actually, that is the perfect wrap up because it sets us up for our next episode. When we return to our eight things, the next thing we're going to be talking about is support. And part of oh. support is identifying and removing those barriers. Well done. Oh, dip. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> So, okay, now we'll really wrap up. And I want to remind everybody that you can join the Change Academy by going to our website, changeacademypodcast.com, just like that. And on that website, you will be able to find all the places where you can link up with the with the podcast itself. So we're on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and Radio Public and all the places where you can get podcasts and they're all in there so you can subscribe. And also in the same area of the website, there's a spot where you can sign up for our newsletter so we can send you notifications every time there's a new episode, if there's any exciting events happening, anything that we uh, we're just dying to share with you. And we promise no spam. We hate spam as much as you do, maybe even more because I worked in email marketing for years and got a real burr in my saddle about about spam. And we're also on all the social, well, all the important social medias anyway. I'm going to call them the important ones. Sorry, uh, (laughs) the folks that are getting left out, but we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook, and you'll be able to find links to those on our website, changeacademypodcast.com as well. And I think that's it. Yeah. Once you've connected with us, one or any or all of those ways, then we really want to hear from you and find out how this week's lab assignment went and, uh, and what you're working on and how we can help. Yeah. Let's keep this conversation rolling. Okay. We'll see you in the next episode. Have a great week, my friends. All right. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget your lab assignment. This has been the Change Academy. <laughs>